I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader. <clears throat> when I sit down with you on my lunch break, and we go over some Bible stuffs. So, working through the man cards one at a time, and we are in Proverbs again. Like, a quarter of the deck is Proverbs, so we'll be here a lot. <clears throat> it's a, literally a book of good advice written from a father to a son. There's a lot of good stuff in here. So, our goal is to paint a large kind of high resolution picture of what a biblical man is. Excuse me. So here we go. Proverbs chapter 24 verses 10 through 12. If you are slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. Deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter. Oh, hold them back. If you say, see, we did not know this, does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? And does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to man according to his work? Cool. Cool. <clears throat> Pretty solid manly verse. Ah! dropping stuff all over the floor. All right. So, what sticks out the most to you? I notice that if you're if you're slacking the day of distress, your strength is limited. That could mean a couple of things. Like it could be, you know, don't be slack in the day of distress, otherwise you know, you're not, otherwise you're weak, basically. Or, if you're not strong enough, you will be slack in the day of distress. It could, you know, depending on like a chicken and egg thing. Um, but with the other one, it seems, I don't know, with my, <clears throat> my gut feeling for it is that it, I feel like it's talking about that you should then be be strong in the day of distress. Um, I'll get more on that one in a minute. So, deliver those who are being taken away to death, and those who are staggering to slaughter, oh, hold them back. So, I feel like this is more about warning somebody who's about to make really bad mistakes. Uh... Yeah, those who are being taken away to death, those who are staggering to slaughter. So they're moving themselves towards bad stuff, and you're holding them back from it. So yeah, so if you're... Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense then. Yeah, so deliver those who are being taken away to death, and those who are staggering to slaughter will hold them back. There's a passage in uh, Ezekiel about a watchman, where if uh, the watchman... His, guard is, his job is to guard the city, right? And he's looking out, and he sees a big army coming, and he doesn't warn anybody. Well, it's his fault. Everybody that dies, it's his fault, because he didn't warn anybody. As opposed to, you know, there's a big army coming, he warns everybody, and then they don't do anything about it. Well, it's on them. Uh, he did his job. So I, I'm picturing this kind of in that context, where, you know, those who are staggering to slaughter will hold them back. People who are on a path that's going to get them killed or hurt really badly or ruin their lives, 
and you see it, you need to say something. You need to to take actions that are necessary to keep others from tragedy. And then, yeah, if, if they don't listen and they go headlong into something stupid, that's, that's sad, but that's their choice that they got to make. Free will is a double-edged sword. So, uh, the other one, so if you say, see, we did not know this. Does he not consider it who weighs the hearts, and does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to man according to his work? So, clearly, the only one who weighs the hearts and keeps the soul is God. The big man upstairs. So, this is fascinating because this is... I've never heard this verse come up in arguments about available light, uh, which is a fancy doctrinal term for, you know, if you've never heard the gospel, you might not go directly to hell, but rather get judged on your works, which, by the way, it's not something you want to go willingly take. Um, that's fascinating. Yeah, we have a clear clear explanation that God will render to each man according to his work. I think Jesus says the exact same thing somewhere in the Gospels, although it's not considered a quote. You see it in several of his... Uh, Jesus' uh, parables, where the like the parables of the talents or the parable of the the minas in uh, in Luke, uh, the talents I think are in Matthew, but they <clears throat> Jesus tells a story. You know, a guy, a king, gives a bunch of his servants money, and then leaves town and says, you know, do with this what you can, guys. And so each. Uh, you know, in, in one story, the servants each got different amounts. In the other story, everybody got the same amount. But at the end of the time, the the king comes back, and one guy took his, uh, made a bunch of money. Another guy made uh, okay, uh, middle amount of money, and another guy didn't do anything. And then so the guy who made a bunch of money, he goes, "All right, take what the little guy has, give it to the the guy who made a bunch of money. Get rid of this jerk. He didn't want to do anything. He can go." And he got thrown in the outer darkness. And so this this seems to be, that seems to be like a, a word picture that Jesus paints of sort of the way that God renders to each according to his work. I'm reminded, I forget where it's at, but Paul's writing in one of the epistles about um, what you build with. You know, every the foundation is Christ and what you build on Christ. So even as Christians, um, it's the, the fancy term for it, it's the white throne judgment where the Jesus will judge the the saints based on what you've done. So you're you're in, you're made it into heaven, but now it's, you know, the the store for yourselves treasures in heaven. Um not on earth and where your heart is or where your treasure is there will your heart be also. So like that that idea that our our good deeds and our godly conduct on earth gets us an eternal heavenly reward and there's a day where all that's gonna be sorted out. So that's this idea here in Proverbs. And one of the things that's going to be considered is whether or not you knew any better. Um, that makes me feel a lot better about, I don't know, having been a teenager at all. Uh, <laughs> if you say, see, we did not know this. Does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? Like God, God knew you were just a dumb kid. <sighs> awesome. Like I know everything's covered by Jesus, but you still feel ashamed for stuff because you're like, yeah, 
I was there and I did that. That's definitely a thing I did. Yup. And, you know, just knowing that ah, I was just a dumb kid. God, God has that on, on lockdown. He's, he's got it. It'll be all right. And will he not render to man according to his work? That, that's double-edged sword also, isn't it? Because you're like, yeah, I do good stuff. Oh, I've done other not good stuff. That's why Jesus, because you don't want to sit there and hope that your your good life balances the scales. Um, but rather, resting in Christ, knowing that you're you're covered. All of your sins are covered. And then just do your best as you move forward. So, good modern example, uh, if you are slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. And I, so recently I started some jujitsu classes. I've been doing martial arts my whole life, but this is the first time I've really done some, like, intense, like, grappling instruction. And I was reminded, so when you're, when you're wrestling, I don't know if you've, if you've, uh, the same kind of a moment probably happens in just, like, regular, uh, good old-fashioned wrestling as well, uh, as jujitsu. But there's a moment where you can tell somebody is setting up a technique that's going to make you lose. You can you can kind of feel and you recognize the, oh no, I have to X, Y, Z. And so if in that moment, you slack off. If that in that moment you go, oh well, or no, nah, no, nah, I can get it. And you, you ignore the danger that it's hand. You ignore the setup that you saw coming. Um, you know, if you're you realize that you took a step back and your weight is on your heels as you see him come in for a double leg and you don't at least start sprawling, uh, you're going to hit the ground. Your strength is limited. So it's not like you're taken out of the fight, but now once they're on top of you, you have fewer options. Uh, your ability to change the situation, to exert strength in the in the match, in the fight, is limited now. Or, you know, in, in jiu-jitsu, if uh, somebody's about ready to... Um, you're, you're trying to push him off of you or something, and you realize he just swiveled around to put you in an arm bar, well, you can either early on pull your arm back, you know, don't don't let him get the setup, because once you're in that arm bar, you're now stuck defending the arm bar. So, I mean, you're still in the fight, you're still using your strength, but you're not going to be choking him out anytime soon, because you have to first get him off of your arm, you've got to get your elbow, um, you know, in past the groin, and do all the fancy stuff. But that was kind of applying that to uh, life stuff. When you see a bad situation coming in life, if you don't stand up, if you don't stop stop it when it's early, if you don't stop it before he's got his setup complete, once you know, once Satan goes in for the kill, you're you're stuck. Not that you've lost already, but that your options are now limited. You're stuck having to clean up the mess you allowed to happen before you can make progress, before you can get back to trying to win. Um, you're, you're stuck now on the defense. Um, was a good modern example of this. Slack of the day of distress, your strength is limited. Not that you've already lost, but that now you're stuck having to dig yourself out of a hole before you can make progress. Like, oh, I thought of that as I was, uh, as I was reading it. So in one sentence, what is this passage about? This passage is about doing something while there's still time for doing something. There we go. Trust God to have your back. So, what does this mean for us today, though, and tomorrow, and other things? 
right? How are we going to actually use this? These are nice, fancy, ancient Jewish wisdom, but so what? Why do I care, right? You care because it's useful. Here's how. Uh, so just as a principle, if you're slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. So if you don't pay attention to where your paycheck goes, oh yeah, it's nice that it comes in every week, but if you don't pay attention, if you don't see the bills coming, if you don't think about where your money is going beforehand, you're going to get stuck and you wind up with a bunch of overdraft fees and stuff. Uh, it's a very practical application of this idea that you need to be dealing with things before they become big problems. you got to be aware of what bills are coming due when so you don't get stuck, you don't get limited. Not that like the whole world ends with one overdraft fee, but those add up. But now you got to bring it back to positive with the next paycheck, and then you're stuck trying to play catch-up instead of just you know having enough beforehand because you planned a little better. And deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to the slaughter. So modern, modern application for today, right now, uh, is simply going to be when you see somebody doing something stupid, say something to them. You know, be be polite, be kind about it. You don't have to be be mean or angry, but say something. Say, hey, bud, that's a bad idea because of X, Y, Z. No, don't do that, man. That's not that's not going to work out well. Just just have the courage to to say something and uh, keep them from from folly or error, especially especially if there's life on the line. You say, we did not know this. Does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? And does he not know it who keeps your soul? Um, and then for real practical application, God God takes into consideration when you don't know something. So maybe you should take into consideration when other people don't know something. When someone says, ah, I didn't know. Don't just assume they're lying out of hand, but just be like, all right, cool. Now you know better. Don't do it again. And you just, you factor it in to your, uh, when you're, when you're calling somebody out. Cool. That's all I got. Thanks for joining me. Answer, uh, give me your answers to the questions down below. I got the, uh, in the description, I've got the scripture text and the questions. Um, ask me any of your questions if you have any. And thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time. Godspeed.